<coughs> Let me just cough. Thank you. <coughs> and I'm all yours. Oh, what a horrible thought. Welcome everyone to episode 40 of the Mid-Faith Crisis Podcast. Episode 40! Episode 40! Big 4-0! Life begins at 40. As the bingo callers in Laysdown used to say, Blue Blind 40. Really? Why is it Blue Blind? I don't know. I don't know, but that's what they said. Something was blind if it had a naught on the end, I think. Oh, right, okay. Did you go to bingo a lot in Laysdown? No, well, no, not really. I just wandered around the arcades as a child. Oh. I'm sure there'd be videos made about the children wandering arcades in Laysdown <laughs> nowadays and put on the Tear Fund website. But no, uh, it's in, it's on the Isle of Sheppey. All right. Yeah. You're a feral. Were you a feral? <laughs> a, wild. Li- a little bit. <laughs> a wild child. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, my name's Nick Page, by the way, for anyone who's uh, getting late into this introduction, as we indeed we are. And I'm joined by Joe Davis, back from Mexico. Mexico, indeed, yes. Uh, well, thank you. Are, are you refreshed and renewed? I am. It is a wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah, terrific. Did you, did you have any bonding experiences with amphibious creatures? Because right. last time you were there, I seem to recall um, you telling me, in all seriousness, that you felt you bonded with an octopus or something. Yeah, a squid. A reef a squid. squid. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Now, this time, uh, well, my brother who is like i mean firstly just let me say we always go and think we shouldn't be here i mean it's just we shouldn't be here this is wrong um why i just think it's the it's the land of the sort of either you're poor and that makes me feel uncomfortable or you're like super rich and that's where you go on holiday but my brother has lived there for 35 years and he's really neither of those things to be fair but he's got a good Mm. life out there and uh, bless him, we get, it just costs us the airfares there, and mm. which aren't that cheap, to be fair, but that's what it costs us. And then they, they look after everything, and Patty is a phenomenal cook. She's Mexican. She makes the most mm. amazing food. So, um, so we get this cheap holiday in paradise. But yes, the birds. Let me tell you about the osprey. Did I send you a postcard of the osprey? You did, you did send me pictures of the osprey, yeah. So close. Mm. And then the pelicans nesting and... And then just fish. And the fish were phenomenal. Rachel, were she to be here, would be able to name all the fish. I can't remember them. I mean, not as in what? Frank and Colin. Although we have started naming. Bernard. We do name the birds in our garden. We've got a robin called Bob. And I'm thinking on calling the great tits Nick. But obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Surely that should be a bearded tit. It would be it more should be. It would be. Yes, indeed. So, yes, there anyway, was lots good. of wildlife. And a monarch butterfly in the garden, which is lovely. In, in What, in, at home? Yeah, in, the, in, the gar- in well, their garden. Well, well, I'm confused now because we were in Mexico and now you're talking about Worthing and the two... Are no, very, I'm not talking places. about Worthing. I'm talking about Mexico. Pay attention. Oh. Oh, you were asking about Mexico. I was telling you about monarch butterflies, but let's move on. Okay. Well, you, was the robin right. in Mexico then? Oh, no, no it okay. wasn't, Admittedly, was it? that was true. Oh, look, I'm yeah. jet-lagged. Don't pick on me. I, you I are can't jet-lagged, don't hold you? I think thoughts. we ought to warn people this this, this could be an absolute rubbish uh, podcast. <laughs> and I think um, people know that. <laughs> they do, actually, to be fair. <laughs> what we're saying fair. is... If, if you've 
tuned in on any of them, this won't come in any surprise. This could be especially rubbish, though, because you're oh, jet-lagged and I'm, and I'm knackered. So. <laughs> anyway, yes, no, oh, sorry, how are you? I'm, how are you I'm a bit tired. I'm hey. a bit tired. Um, yes, uh, but I'm all right. I'm just, um, you yeah, know, there's a lot on. Okay. Is that all, all you have to say? Yeah, no, I don't have much. But we had a we had a nice Easter. The you know, our girls came yeah. home and we went and did things and went and saw a film. I've seen a film. Have you what film? Uh, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Oh, really? What's that like? Uh, it's very Wes Anderson. Okay, it's, it's yeah. uh, as peak Wes a- Wes Anderson as you can be. Wes Anderson cubed. You know, it's yes. that. It's okay. that. Uh, um, but it's great. I enjoyed it. I, I like it. But it's uh, it's okay. as quirky as you'd expect. I saw Ready Player yeah, One good. last night. That's quite good. Okay. Is yeah. that good? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's fun. Surprisingly, I wasn't expecting to like it, but I did. Well, mm. good. Mm. Great. Well, anyway, let's get on, shall we? Because... Uh, yes, sure. You know, as soon whole... as we start, the sooner we can finish the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, shall we talk about feedback? There wasn't any... Real, shall we? There was really no feedback from Alexander Shire interview, which I right. obviously loved... But I've no idea if our listeners did or not. Uh, so I don't know whether the no feedback is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but that's, uh, I think they just loved him. And so they thought, well, everyone loves him. So that's Well, you know, lo- love is blind. So <laughs> you, you're bound to think that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, moving on. Okay, so, so let me uh, uh, read one from Paul. Paul says, oh. I, I felt I should poke my head above the parapet and own up to being the whoop. Nick referred to at breakfast in Hartley Whitney a few weeks ago. Sorry I wasn't able to hang around afterwards to say hello. I had to make a quick dash for children ferrying purposes. So there well, was your very whoop. kind of you. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't imagine it. I kind of imagine a lot of noises these days. So that's nice. Thank it's you perfectly. for getting in touch, Paul. It's perfectly normal. It's good, bre- good breakfast, actually. It's very good. Good. Bethany wrote in and said, Hey, Joe and Nick, uh, I've been listening to your podcast after a friend uh, recommended it as full of British humour. And she says, Ooh, uh... we are both Canadian. At any rate, I've really enjoyed it. In the Magic Banana episode, the question of science came up and I wondered if I could be of any help. Anyway, it turns out she's a postdoctoral fellow in science and religion at Oxford University. Gosh. That's all. She says people do find themselves struggling with questions of evolution, animal suffering or natural disasters. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so she's offered to help. And so... So I think we will call on you, Bethany, for future scientific... Um, yeah. Uh, expertise yes uh, what i really liked about that email was she called it the magic banana episode there's yes. just, there's yes. just nothing wrong with that as a title no it's, you know, great. It's, it's great the magic banana episode. so thank Brilliant. you bethany or chief scientific advisor to the show as you are yeah, now very known. good yeah that's wonderful uh and then uh, one from nick who says, hi, Joe and Nick. It's been at least three episodes. Actually, it's probably five now uh, since you read an email from someone called Nick. So I thought it's high time you heard from another <laughs> one. I think this makes Nick four. Does no Very one good. called Joe listen to the show? Is, hey, you have to be Nick. Anyway. Well, even they do, they probably can only do colouring. Yeah, that's true. Like yes, of We're course. not writers. Are no. Whereas Nick Nicks are eloquent <laughs> and erudite writers. Yes, shut up now. Okay, he says, okay. I've been reflecting a lot about the perennial issue in your conversations, namely, uh, how can church communities be better equipped, more welcoming, more grace-filled, uh, blah, blah, blah. I've also noticed that for some people, simply church being church is enough to make it a very hard place for them to be on a Sunday morning. Mm. And he goes on basically saying, look, you know, the fact that there's pews and there's someone talking and and straight rows of seats, blah, 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 all those kind of things. He says, often, even if it's a really good church, 
it's just the layout and the practices evokes quite bad memories yeah. for people. Yeah. And like, how do you overcome that? And he, cause he says, you know, be interested to hear what you think about that. But, uh, but what I really like is what you said at the end of the email. He says this. He says, I'd also like to recommend something that's helped me a lot recently when struggling to relate to the Bible. Reading the book of Ecclesiastes is such a tonic. It's honestly, it's honesty about the confusion and unfairness and fragility of the world we live in. It's a hugely refreshing and it's a genuine surprise to find such attitudes in the Bible. I have to keep checking the cover to make sure I'm reading the right book. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says this. In the message translation, attempts to deal with the apparently randomness of life are referred to as spitting in the wind. I thought this would be a great uh, game to introduce on the week for the bewildered. <laughs> <laughs> he says very much looking forward to meeting you at Lee Abbey in June. Right, and uh, looking forward to meeting you, Nick. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, yes, certainly spitting into the wind from Lee Abbey could... <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, it could be... You're all standing alive. Feedback on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's great. And on that note, don't forget uh, to uh, look either on our Facebook page or on our website for links to Lee Abbey. And uh, you can still book. I assume there are still places to come and see us on June the 25th to the 29th. And that is going to be fun for what will amount to probably about 30 minutes of teaching. That yes, week. indeed. It's getting less. I mean, Ecclesiastes, <laughs> I, I think that's true. I mean, the, yeah. it's a, just a wonderful book. And, and it, it's great. It's a, one of the great strengths of the Bible, I think, that it includes mm. books like Ecclesiastes and, mm. um, you know, Lamentations and and things like that, 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 yeah. Really, bring the whole concept of questioning, yeah. faithful questioning, into yeah. into the the heart of scripture. Really. Yeah, and if you are one of those people who's maybe you know stopped or not reading the Bible very much, mm. I really recommend just getting a copy of the Message and going through Paul's letters or books like that. They're, they're just mm. really fantastic. Okay, um, one from Steve. Well, all I want to say to Steve, and you know who you are, Steve, is thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Is that all we're going to say about that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So thank you, Steve. Thank you. Bless you. Mm. Barbara, uh, she said, you may not be able to read this out as it's a bit rude. Matt Redmond's song, Heart of Worship, and we're leaving it there. This is in response to asking people to send in their, um, you know, worship lyrics. And well, it's no ruder than uh, Song of Songs, so it's quite... No, it is. No, that. I think it is. I think... Well, uh, why don't we just suggest people go and read the lyrics of Hot and uh, see if they can spot the... Yeah, see if they can spot the overtly sexual references. <laughs> the British, the British humour. The British humour in Matt Redmond's song, Heart of Worship. <laughs> because after everything is stripped away, believe me, it's there. OK, so Mark, he um, uh, says, no, no, I'm concerned about this. Dear Nick Page and the Bad Seed... Ah, well, so I think that's a Nick Cave reference. Yes, I, I, I believe so. I yes, I, I, I took it. I as... don't think that's a personal no, kind of yes, comment exactly. on your nor <laughs> fecundity. <laughs> say, no, say that. I'm not sure you can. <laughs> I just did. Bleep it out anyway. No. I know for sure you can't say <laughs> or on this show. <laughs> <laughs> when you do this, I have to put bleeps in, and then I put them in at the wrong volume, and I scare people. <laughs> people who are sleeping wake up. Yeah, I'm sorry. People listen to this to go to sleep, Joe, not to be bleeped. I'm sorry, and you are feeling very sleepy. We'll go back to sleep now. Okay. Not if you're driving. Not okay. If you're driving. No, quite. And now, Mark, he says, 
Uh, so, dear Nick Page and the Bad Seed. Uh, I can't believe it happened to me on Easter Sunday. I won't trouble you uh, with the whole story, just the first and last lines. Uh, so, I like this. It's a short email. So, the first line. All I did was sit down during one of the songs, dot, dot, dot. And then it continues, the last line. And when she took her hands off my head, she suggested I sign up for the projector rotor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> We want the full story, really, but um, I kind of do now. <laughs> yeah, he says it really spoiled what was quite a moving service. Do I flee now? And he says I appreciate the podcast. Oh, that's good. I mean, I think there's three rather sort of gnomic, mysterious emails in a row. Really, wasn't <laughs> that it, really? was. So yeah. we, we, that's not very helpful. So hopefully, you just scrolled through that bit. I do. Um, yes, exactly. Anyway, I've got I've got something here. Uh, I've got actually a tweet. Oh, have you? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is from at Totally Elect. I don't know who. Uh, she says, uh, dear, dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, it's, it's Ethel on Twitter. <laughs> That's a surprise. Um, she, she says, uh, dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, I thought I would Twitter you up as I am now dipping a toe into social media. And then helpfully explains, this is a metaphor as my doctor has advised me not to show my toes in public on health and safety grounds. Anyway, I am shocked at the trivial and superficial nature of the worldwide internet. Only yesterday I spent eight hours watching videos of cats falling over. I think we need a Christian pure version of these things. I suggest Amazing Grace Book instead of Facebook. You could have closed groups only for the elect. <laughs> And instead of YouTube, I think thy tube would be better. You could have lots of hymns on it. <laughs> but how, anyway, how do you cope with all this social medium and remain pure? Um, well, it's a very good question. It's a great question. Ethel, uh, you know, I have a very... I thought we would just touch this week on the issue of social media and uh, I suppose the, the, yeah. the internet and uh, spiritual formation. Yeah, so this is this is rocking your boat at the moment, isn't it? It is. It well, you know, it is a little bit. I am notoriously anti-social on social media in a way. Uh, well, know, not just I, on social media, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, I've been thinking a lot about this because I, I've um, I'll put a couple of links in 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 place. I've, I listened to a really good uh, podcast by a guy called Austin Cleon. Austin Cleon wrote a very good book on creativity called A Steal Like an Artist which is wonderful if you're interested in that. But he, 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 he speaks on this podcast about how um, the tools that we use to be productive are also the tools that interrupt us the whole time. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, so we, mm. we, you know, I write books, so I write on a computer, but the computer enables me to write books, but it also constantly distra uh, distracts me from mm. that. Constantly interrupts me with other things yeah. and, and the promise of likes or things to buy yeah, or all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff so i've become very energized about how i do my work how i write and also i think the sort of knock-on effect from how how that affects um spiritual formation whether yeah. you can learn from that uh, i mean i don't know how you what do you you're not on twitter are you no what? well I, I think i have a twitter address but no i don't use it i can't i mean it's just, it's just so hard just to keep up with facebook even so yes. i don't bother but i do find like you i completely relate to what you're saying to distraction it's the opposite of mindfulness so my kind of thing at the moment is i really want to be mindful about the thing i am doing right now at the moment mm. Mm. i what i don't want to be do 
doing is, you know, be doing something and then go, oh, I'll just do that email. Oh, oh look, someone's just done this or some ping has gone off somewhere. Yes. So I've got an email or a message on Facebook or something like that and and not have the discipline to go, I'm not doing that now. You, mm. know, you know, it's so difficult. So, I mean, I think the thing is, from my point of view, professionally, in a way, this is, and this is true of lots of us, professionally mm. in our life, we have to have a kind of social yeah. media presence yeah you know i am i am as you know a global brand well you are a big deal let's face it i am i'm massive <laughs> you are um, i once had a you know on amazon my book on the reformation was number one in the history of switzerland category <laughs> just throw that out there and who else um, did say that <laughs> well, I don't know. Somebody who's written a book on Toblerone, I should think. Anyway, um, I, it's, but I have become increasingly aware that this, yeah. the, this thing is like stopping me. So one of the things I've 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 done is that for the new book that I'm working on, I'm handwriting it Whoa. to some extent. Well, not I mean, not going to do the whole thing, but I've right. I've come caught absolutely away from um, uh, kind of digital. Wow, and um. You know, going back to notes and 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 handwritten stuff and and structure, even to the point of view where I'm 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 organising the 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 structure of it, the outline of it, using index cards in a box. Because yeah. I just wanted to kind of stop and detach. And what does it feel like to do that? It feels it feels really good fun, actually. Mm. For one thing, I'm really enjoying the creative process. But I mean, in another way. I think it could be, in its own way, a kind of distraction, or kind of, um, you know, that, that you could you could be enjoying that so much that you're not really getting on with it. But I think I felt it was necessary, and I and mm. I'm struggling with how much I need to detach from the internet and from social media in my life because mm. I still think it's a big lure for people. Yeah. It's a big pull, yeah. and I, it's true. I think of the spiritual formation that the tools we create to do it. Yeah. can easily become this distraction. I was thinking about this when you were reading out yeah. Nick's email as well. You know, how church being church is enough to make things uh, very difficult for people. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. With the best will in the world. And that's not really a criticism of church. It's just, it is just that kind of byproduct thing, isn't it? That yes. Actually, you do something without realising the unintended consequences of what you're doing. So this thing we set up to help us... Yeah then actually finds ways to hinder us. And, you know, you just suddenly starts filling our time yeah. with groups to go to or or tasks to do or expectations to do. This thing yeah. that was supposed to, um, to use Matt Redmond's term, get us into the heart of worship, yeah. you know, it, it um, actually gets in the way. Yeah. And and becomes, you know, I mean, I'm also aware in our church, for example, which is, I, you know, I really like our church, but there's no silence, there's no... There's noise the whole time. Everything is filled with noise. It's almost like we've bought into this distraction culture where we can't be quiet yeah. for a moment. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've... Uh, somebody somebody wrote to us, by the way, um, asking about the book list, oh, yeah. which I think we, we'll, we, I will try and make more visible on the, yeah. on the website. But one of the books I've been reading, uh, which had a big influence on me recently, is a book called Deep Work by a guy called Cal Newport. I'll put a link up. Right, okay. His argument is, it's, it's, he, he comes from it from a slightly sort of, um, you know, c commercial kind of view, the sort of making yourself indispensable kind of view, or, you know, how to mm. gain a competitive advantage. But he talks all the time about um, the need for, 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 deep, for deep work, that mm. actually the need to, to, to detach from stuff yeah. and really spend time intensely concentrating 
on yeah. something. And I found that a real, um, it, it rang bells with me, not only in terms yeah. of my own work, but also in terms of spiritual formation. And yeah. I know you've often talked about that the core thing yeah. of spiritual formation is yeah. detachment, solitude, silence, getting it away is, from it. Yeah, it, concentration. I mean, I know for us on holiday, part of the big deal, wherever we go, it doesn't have to be somewhere exotic, but is to study nature. I mean, to really find one thing, if it's an ant or a sparrow or a flower, but to spend time intensely with that thing or or life or object or whatever it or happens a, to be. Or a squid. Well, particularly a reef squid, which changes yeah. colour and goes forwards and backwards and looks amazing. But that's another story. But that's amazing. To spend time really studying a butterfly or anything. It, so how do you do that? What do you do? Well, I just think it's one of those things that brings you present. If you're like me, a head head kind of person, so your your mind is constantly churning at a thousand miles an hour and you're thinking about loads of things. You're always thinking about what you're doing next. If you're really concentrating on a bird or, you know, a, whatever it happens to be, you're not, your brain isn't doing other stuff. And I think it it doesn't just have emotional positive effects or spiritual. I'm sure it has physical positive yeah. effects it's like yeah. it brings something of the shalom to your body mind and soul mm. to actually be out breathing deeply and really looking at and studying so that's what you're saying about concentration right i agree yeah with that. And i mean it feels good when you've worked really hard doesn't it and you've really yeah. concentrated for a while and you've just done a whole ton of work because you haven't been distracted by stuff yes yeah, I mean, there's lots of psychological studies that say that you know we are at our our, our happiness, our happiest rather when uh, you know we're in what the state of flow, as okay. they call it, when they feel things that we feel things are just going, you know, and we're we're on mm. that, and we're we're on yeah. we're on a roll as it were, yeah. and we we're doing it, and and nothing's getting in the way, yeah. and that's a state of deep sort of contentment. In spiritual formation terms, I think you know. Um, what it means is that we have to put time aside for a, an intensity of focus, as it were, you yeah. know, to actually focus on the right things and to just be in that moment, really. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know about you. I've had times in my life, not enough, but times in my life when I have been praying or I've been in a particular, often in a particular mm. place, actually, um, where you, you're there for two hours and you feel like you've only been there 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, because you're in this state of... yeah. Just um, presentness. Yes, time seems to bend Presence a bit. Is, yeah, that's the word. Chi Kairos time, Chronos time, or whatever it is. But yeah, I I completely agree with you. And it's so sad. and it always surprises me when you sort of it sounds so stupid, but when you actually make time for the divine in your life, and you set aside time, and you go off, take yourself somewhere really quiet. Mm. And just still the crazy monkey mind down. God does always seem to show up. And then you're left thinking, why don't I do this the whole time? Because this is brilliant. I mean, this is peaceful. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is connection. This is what we want. And then you go off and live a stupid, busy life again. And, you know, invariably, or if you're like me, you don't learn that lesson of, I need to build this into my life really regularly. Yeah. So I think for me, what I'm trying to do, the effect of that is mm. in my own life professionally, I'm trying to actually schedule in big chunks of time for the deep work. And that's not only. In What's my a big sort of... chunk? 
Well, I mean, I would say he he, he talks about so sort of ninety minutes as a kind of or, okay. or uh, you know a good chunk or you know two hours or something like that, right. and that's a kind of intent where you turn everything off and you intensely focus on something, um, mm. and you know I think that's I, I mean I've often done that for writing anyway I've mm. got away you know you go away to write something and you get away from the distractions, mm. um, maybe I could go to somewhere like Mexico, <laughs> who knows just a thought, but but I think often with our other work we we struggle to do that and certainly with our spiritual formation, you know you I don't think you know I I think I am terrible at this at trying to sort of microwave spiritual formation you know in other mm. words you could do a, oh, do yeah. a like a half night of prayer in 20 minutes or something you know, <laughs> you know turn it. <laughs> it's kind of like just turn it on full wattage and you know cook it really yeah. quickly but you know we try and do it in i don't know five minutes in the morning while we're drinking a coffee yeah and that's not really how it works i think there are a number of exercises that you can do that really help you one is uh yeah to yeah. detach turn off the internet turn off social media leave leave your uh, devices in another room yeah just yeah. don't go anywhere near them um that's a very simple one one is what you you were talking about how to mm. really look at something i i um remember some advice from um i think it's alan de botton who's a philosopher he's a bit mm. of a thing anyway but anyway he sometimes he's good and he mm. talks about how on, on on holiday often what we do is just take snaps so we're in a we're in we're in a place and mm. we just take lots of snaps, you know, and mm. we don't really remember it because we're not really looking at it. Yeah, yeah. We're at, yeah, exactly and so what right. he suggests is draw it, oh, even though you might be a rubbish, you know, artist. It's not about that because when you draw yeah. something, you absolutely you really fix it in your memory. It. So yeah. I think it would be great sort of spiritual formation to try and yeah. look at something and then really understand it and draw it and see how it's put together and and you know yeah. uh, l look at it with attentiveness yeah and uh, these are all things we'll encourage people to do on our uh, week for the bewildered i hasten to add oh, Lee Abbey. and then the uh, the other thing that Sorry. i think that we should no that's uh, the other thing i think that, that i'm really interested in is the concept of sabbath mm. because i think that is a, a countercultural kind of concept and i there, yeah. I there was a point in our lives when claire and i would you know, doing that, uh, 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 doing Sabbath sort of better, but now we don't. And so yeah. there is no point when you kind of stop, Yeah. where you just make a qualitative change and you, yeah. you, you do that. But I think that the concept of a Sabbath of, say, on Friday evening, yeah. stopping, yeah. having, you know, cutting off all the, the input into your yeah. life. Switch, switch off the computers. Yeah. Switch off the computers, switch off the television, yeah. make a meal. Yeah, share that meal, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, and, and that evening and that night, you know, that, that you don't put that back on. To have mm. that that grace moment in there, I think, is a is a really powerful thing. Mm. So that's something I think I'm gonna try as well. Perhaps people can write in and help me because I just feel life, the pace of life, has gotten out I of control. Agree. Yeah, and I just don't. I just I just want to get off it. And the question is, what to do? Because you can't really chuck in your job. And you can't stop writing your book. No, uh, I mean the book, the, the deep work book talks about a few models of of how you you yeah. you can work deeply. And he talks about one is one is the monastic model where you do sort of throw it all over and you go yeah. off to live on a on an <laughs> island yeah. somewhere, and and people can only contact you by letter, and and that seems to me slightly extreme. <laughs> yeah. The it's other one, he, and then he has a one model which he calls uh, bimodal, which is basically that that you put aside. Um, 
significant chunks of time. Like, and this would be like going on a retreat, for example. Yeah. You deliberately go off yeah. the grid for significant chunks. That seems more uh, helpful in some ways. But also, um, he talks about what and the third one I think is called rhythmic, where he talks about patterns. So in mm. your week, building in regularity, and that's something I'm really interested in as well. Because I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I've always struggled to have a sort of regular kind of rule of life and rhythm. Yeah. I don't naturally yeah. have that. But he talks about building that in as well. So I think all these things are quite rich to to to, to add in. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where I am. I, I, I know this is not much of a podcast this week, but I just mm. wanted to kind of think no, through, really, how do we pursue God deeply? How do we do deep work yeah. with, with God? Um, and I don't think we can do it unless we yeah. detach and give it time. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's it. The presupposition there is that actually you've got to have space and quiet in yeah. a, a bit of silence and solitude to actually do that. Uh, but people may not even agree with that, but we'd love to hear uh, what other people do think of that. And, and in fact, if what other people do, I mean, let's, yeah. let's make the assumption that 99.99% of people who listen to this podcast are very busy people. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? How how do you do this balancing act? And, and, and have you found things that work for you? Um, we'd love to hear from you. Just uh, send in an email to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Mm, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll read have it out you, next time. You know, have you quit social media? Let us know on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, no, you yeah. know, I'm, I am interested in what people's patterns are and how they manage it because I am sort of no expert in this but i am feeling yeah. more and more that it's it's gaining control so those are the things i you know yeah. silence a bit of sabbath and you know just yeah. paying attention to something i think could work really well for yeah. people well look we'll come back at this um next week uh, i mm. think we are due to give the listeners an episode called what the hell so we are so should uh, we do that next time i think we shall do that next time unless things pick up a pace on this and then we'll do it the time after but um yeah no, I think either way, we will come back with something helpful and uh, possibly <laughs> slightly, you... slightly more practical than this time. But I, th- this uh, has been really knows? good. And thanks for saying this, seriously, because I, I think it's such a critical issue for us. I mean, you know, we're both men in our 50s and we want to do life well at this stage. So, well, yeah. yeah. And the other thing about this, this podcast is I don't really see it, or at least I think you put too much pressure on ourselves. If we, I see it, if we, if we think, well, we're here to teach you stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't see that at no. all. In fact, I feel very uncomfortable at that. <laughs> I'm sure none of our listeners do, to be fair. <laughs> no, that's true. They probably, they realised that very early on. Um, yeah. I think, I think, um, I think like all the best contestants on X Factor, we're on a journey. Yeah, we are. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I do genuinely think that. Um, all the time yeah. I'm sort of trying to reflect on my own life and think, where am I going? Yeah. I, I, how can I share this with other people? And how can I, you know, how can I learn from them? So I really, yeah, keen on hearing yeah. what people's experiences in trying to deal with these distractions yeah. and get more focus in their life. Yeah, and as we've said many times, it's been great to make friends along the way with this podcast. And yeah, because you know, we don't have many friends otherwise. <laughs> we <anyway>. don't. <laughs> anyway, I think we should uh, wrap up because I haven't eaten yet. And okay. You're still jet, and you're still jet lagged. Yeah, I'll go to so, bed. All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's good to have you back in in Worthing, that throbbing hub of youth. I tell you, no problem coming home from Mexico to such a glorious city as Worthing. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks. uh, We'll be back next time. Yep. See you then. Bye.